Desk Lady Ada. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Desk of Lady Ada. It's me, Lady Ada, at my desk. Uh, we got a couple minutes worth of desk check in. Uh, Phil, do you have any updates, like general purpose? Yeah, can you point your mic in? Oh, sorry. Now, uh, this Wednesday. How, how's that? Good. At good. 3 p.m., okay. we have uh, Hack Chat. Let's go to hackaday.com, hackaday.io. And uh, check that out. You now, Pedro will be doing the show and tell, and then we got Ask an Engineer, 8 p.m. Um, JP's product pick of the week is on Tuesday, Thursday, JP's workshop, and then on Friday, Scott's deep dive, and Wednesday morning. I broke it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's okay now. Now it's, uh, oh, no. it's even worse than there. There's a microphone issue here. And okay. then uh, what's happening right now, if you all hear water, in the background, it's because there's a giant leak above our apartment, and uh, this is like the second time or third time this has happened. But um, this time, we don't have to get two of every animal and prepare an ark because we uh, we let the building know because uh, we just happened to be here last time. We woke up and there was pieces of apartment falling on Lady Anna. So uh, let's kick off the I show. I fixed it. Yeah, you did good. Okay, great. <laughs> All you have to do is uh, watch out for the leaks and more, um, and. Uh, but speaking of leaks, maybe we'll have a product leak. We'll okay, see. Let's, so let's go to the overhead. I got I got some fun products. Yeah. To work on. So one Not is boring. I had the uh, Cutie Pie, um, you know, the backpack type things that I developed a while ago. Um, so I've been testing the uh, lipo backpacks. I got a lipo battery, and here I've got the. Um, I've actually changed the design, so uh, you can see this little red wire. I added a resistor divider to pin A2, so you can monitor the output from the battery or the input to the battery. Um, not the battery itself, but like the voltage after the diode. Um, because that means that you can detect when you're on USB power or when you're on LiPo power. Um, it's not perfect, but like, you know, it's, it's better because it's like there's a diode drop and it depends on how much current is being drawn. Um, you can do some rough estimation of, of whether um, the Cutie Pie is running on the LiPo uh, as it is right now, or if it's running on the battery, because if the voltage is above like 4.2, um, that means it's no, it's not being, it's not being charged. So um, that's cute. And then you've got the, um, you know, the on-off switch, so I can turn it off and turn it back on. So that's kind of fun. So it's a little, a cute little add-on to the to Cutie Pie. So I'm ordering those boards. Um, I also got this, which I'm not going to sell. I don't think it's, it's kind of, it's kind of finicky. Um, but this is a iSpy um, adapter, so it uh, takes the um, iSpy F, uh, FPC connector out. And um, I actually thought this would be useful for me because, like, I have like a new display I'm testing, and I put an iSpy connector, and it you know gives you power and ground and all the pins for the display and the SD card, um, so that when I plug this in, hold on with this cable, um, I can do like very quick um, tests of a display. And so, um, you know, it's, I still test it with, you know, wiring up each pin on a, on a Metro Mini, but just for like quick, you know, like did I get the basics going? Um, or if I want to test code on a display and I don't want to like wire up the display, you know, it's a little bit like um, STEMIQT, but for um, more complicated devices like, you know, SPI displays and stuff. So, um, Let's see if I can get it to focus in. I think it doesn't, it doesn't like how bright it is. There you go. Um, so this is just, you know, doing a little demo where it displays um, 
it image a bitmap off of the SD onto the TFT, and then it inverts the display back and forth so I know the communication is working. Um, so those are two boards that I got. And then I also have the 5x5 NeoPixel um, you know, shield thing, and I didn't, I didn't put that together yet. Um, but actually, while I was working on this, I ended up doing an, you know, an INA228 design that I did a long time ago. Um, I finally got to... Um, I was like, I really needed uh, something to monitor the battery going back and forth. It's just like, oh, an INA209 is perfect. And then like, I looked all around here. It was like, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I didn't have one. And so I was like, well, you know, good incentive to put together the INA228 prototype. And, and I got that up and go going. It's a very nice chip, unfortunately. Uh, you can't get it. So um, when when the INA228 is around, it's a it's a 20-bit ADC power monitoring and it does um, coulomb counting and it does um, current and wattage calculation. It's it's actually uh, pretty um, it's pretty sweet. So so I did that. Um, I'm also trying to crank through a bunch of um, designs. Ironically, because it's Chinese New Year, things are a little quieter for me, which means that I can like kind of sit down and just like get through a bunch of designs where I've like made the prototype, but I actually have to finish it right like. It's not enough to design the PCB and order five prototypes. I have to like finish the design, test it, make sure I didn't make any mistakes, write any code, uh, panelize the PCB, order it, you know, all that stuff. And it, it doesn't take a long time, but it's like, it's not as shiny and fun. Uh, so one, one thing I did also was a couple revisions. And one of these revisions is the, um, the DRV-8. You can sort of see that this is buzzing here. Uh, it's a um, it's a vibrational motor driver uh, that uses I squared C, which is quite nice. Um, you know, it's it's great if you just want to like really quickly add some like um, effects to a buzzer. Uh, the DRV twenty six hundred five does like double tap and like ramping for you, and it, and it actually makes um, the buzzing feel kind of like more fun than just like on and off. Like it can it can do kind of effects. And it has, I think, like 100 different effects built in. So uh, this is going to be Stemac QTified, um, which, is, uh, which is wonderful. Um, trying to get through all of the designs from the last, like, 10-plus years and get them into Stemac QT format. And, you know, I have to wait till I'm out. And then for a couple designs, I'm going to keep the old one because it's, it's, the shape is so, um, you know, it's so useful for people. Like, they really want to... Uh, uh, design that break out into a PCB and they don't want it to change. And so, um, you know, I revised the ADS-1015, which is a very, very popular analog digital converter over I2C, and I made it STEMIQT format. But I actually think I'm going to carry both styles because just so many people have, um, have designed in the old version. So that's that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this TFT also... This is a nice like 1.9 inch TFT. It's very long, and it's got uh, this FPC connector, but it's it's quite nice IPS display. So a lot of like new stuff is coming out, and then we got a shipment of SAMD 21s, um, which I ordered like almost a year ago. Um, and these are the E18s, which I use for the Gemma, the Trinket M0, and all the Trinkies. And since um, you know I can now make Trinkies again, like basically like I was coming out with a bunch of Trinkies, and then I had to stop because I couldn't get uh, chips anymore. And um, instead of designing and not getting chips, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just do something else and I'll get back to it later. 
Um, so one of the ones that uh, I started to design but didn't finish was the VFD Trinky. So this is a um, IN um, 3A, I think. Yeah, so you can see even. Sorry, IV3A. You can see the Russian text on the back. These were made in the 80s. Um, it's kind of cool, like, Russian retro technology. They're, they're not as beautiful, kind of, as, as Nixie tubes. Nixie tubes have this really nice orange glow. VFDs have a blue glow. But here's the nice thing about VFDs. You can get them. Uh, they're less expensive, and you don't need, like, 200 volts. You only need, like, 20 to 30 volts to drive them. They give you a nice uh, blue glow. And so, um, you know, I figured out the pinout for these. I don't have my 30-volt power supply here on my desk, so check out the video that... Um, Phil posted on the YouTube where I, I show off the, the VFD uh, um, display being I'm posting it tomorrow. Sorry. tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did a clue of what it is on our social media channels, and it's not the thing that they dropped into Neo or at the time, Mr. Yeah. Anderson, um, to bug them. But uh, it looks pretty close, though. Uh, video comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, I uh, so check that out. Just Google for what VFD tubes. We used, we used to stock a, a display called the ice tube, um, but then I couldn't get the tubes for a reasonable price. Like when I first came out with the design, I could get a thousand tubes for like $2 a piece and it was great for a kit. And then the, you know, the price went up to 30 bucks a piece. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they weren't that expensive. It was like $5 a piece, but there just weren't thousands of it anymore. So we ended up, uh, stopping making the kit. But this, this little tube is, is cute and small. It's only a single digit. So I thought I would design um, a Trinky. So let's just, just on a side note, there was a mean guy that would uh, send us uh, nasty emails and stuff and say, "You're using up all the tubes. You shouldn't use the tubes." My opinion about this is, what are you saving them for? Yeah. What What are you What are you waiting for? He was worried that these tubes would be, you know, put to a good use. They were being used. Um. Yeah. No. That's he was worried they would actually be used. And so uh, I didn't really like that, um, but uh, I'm glad that we might have another thing for people to check out. It's cool technology, and this is a, a nod to the past so we can build cool things in the future. Yes, and we're not going to make you know, thousands of these Trinkies, They're probably. not forever Trinkies. Yes, they're limited edition, not forever Trinkies. Um, yeah. So let's go to the computer. I can show the I don't design. think we'll say not forever Trinkies. We're going to come up with an acronym that makes really? sense. Yeah, like something that's um, kind of catchy that people will like. I don't know. All right. Well, um, we're going to talk about call it the Ice Tube Trinkie. Yeah. Um, so this is the standard USB connection. Um, you got the SAMD21E. You know, I, I like it because you'd only need like one component to get this running, like a, two capacitors and, a, and a, a button. And then here you can see the circular design of the um, VFD. So they actually use the Eagle CAD uh, Make Circular because I've never used it before. And I was like, well, they, they will actually place pads in a circular pattern. So it's like, this is my chance. And yeah, it worked fine. Huh. What did you do before? Just like math, lots, a lot of sign and cosine. You just math. Just the math. Right. Um, so the tube kind of comes out here, and you solder it from the from the bottom, and then I've got transistor driver. So you see here, there's like one, two, three, four, uh, dual NPN transistors, and then uh, pull-up resistors. And um, the reason you can do this instead of actually driving 20 volts in, you use a pull-up, and then you pull down to um, disable it is. The 20 to 30 volts is, is a signal. It's a biasing voltage. You don't need, it's not that powering current. That, that's the heater. Like the heater is what's drawing like, you know, 20, 30 plus milliamps. The um, signal to, to the 20, 30 volts to, to signal the um, 
uh, each filament to sorry each segment to be on um, is like maybe a milliamp or so. It's very very little, and so you can use a pull up resistor. I'll probably need to use like one k pull ups, but it's powered to USB. And look, you know this is I had to make it fit, and this was the only way to make the design a reasonable size. So it's you know it's kind of like the kind of like a key shaped, right? Some sides are like a key that's in your keychain. Um, it does have a lot of circuitry because you need a boost converter and I also have a uh, transistor to turn on and off the filament. But what I, what I did is I connected the enable pin of the um, boost converter. I, first off, I pulled it down low by default. I connected this to my controller pin. So, you know, when it comes up, the boost converter's off and so those filaments aren't gonna be on. Uh, so I don't have to worry about that. And then that's right, segments won't be on. And then when I'm ready, I'll, I'll set all the NPNs to be low um, or turn them on so that the, the filament voltage is, uh, the segment voltage is off. Sorry, yes, it's low, it's off. And then I'll turn on the boost converter and that way, you know, I don't end up like turning on all the filament uh, segments um, all at once. And, and that should be uh, fine, except I keep saying filaments when I mean segments. Um, and then this is each, uh, you know, NPN. I've got eight NPNs, one for each uh, segment. And this is what the, um, what it looks like. You know, you've got eight um, segments, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then dot, ground, um, the cathode, sorry, the grid voltage, which is again, that 20 volts. That's what um, activates the, um, the vacuum fluorescence and then uh the cathode which is the like the heater and um for that you need about I, I think it's like 30 or 40 milliamps at one volt um if you can generate a volt great but if you don't want to you know you just treat it like you know an led basically um and you calculate you back calculate based on a three volt power supply what your choke resistor is and that's fine and i put it on a uh, a PNP to be able to um, disable it also to, you know, not have it on at, uh, at first and then I can turn it on when I'm ready to uh, light up. So I think this should work out. I mean, I, I did work with VFTs uh, on the ice tube clock, but it's been, it's been like a decade. So I'm gonna have to remember like all the details of it, but um, I think it should be okay. I got like 10 of these little uh, tubes um, on hand and I'll uh, send out this PCB and uh, you know, you'll be able to do circuit Python VFD. It'll be kind of cute. Very fun. Okay. All, All right. right. Do you want to uh, do the great search? Yes. Is there any questions before we... Uh, ever thought of some input feathers, optical isolating feather, voltage divider feather, maybe a 74HCT4050 feather with up to 15 volt inputs or something for vehicles? Love me some feather. Yeah, I haven't thought of that. I mean, I think that's a good thing, that, you know, community member who's expert. So, I don't have a vehicle, so it's like, if I made it, I wouldn't necessarily know how best to make it work. Um, I did design a can feather wing, and then, um, you know, of course, the chip that I was using, uh, the MCP26525, uh, it's completely uh, disappeared off the face of the earth. Like, I was, like, about to buy a 1,000. Um, and they're gone and they've been gone and it's one of the ones where, you know, it's it's just not, Microchip's not making them right now. So um, it's kind of a bummer because like all the code was ready and everything was ready. Um, a few chips were like that. Like designs were pretty much ready to go and then um, I had to sort of pivot. So the thing about VFDs is they're not making them anymore, but they've never been making them anymore. And so I don't have to worry about yeah. getting them in a year because they exist now or they'll exist never. That's it. So. All right. 
Uh, what are the odds someone will take advantage of the VFDs running out and figure out producing more? I think Zero. Would, I, I think Russia's kind of busy right now invading Ukraine. Yeah, so. nobody's going to make VFDs. Yeah. I mean, not, not these tubes. They do make VFD displays, like the Noritake displays. Yeah. Um, they're expensive. They're hot. Uh, they look great. Um, we used to stock them, but people weren't willing to pay $100 for a VFD, and they've been slowly replaced with TFTs. So yeah. there are VFD makers, um, not for these, not for the tubes. They're yeah. for, for plates. Um, you can get them, but they're, they're slowly but surely um, kind of ending. You can still see them on cash registers. I, mean, st- I, don't, I don't think they're m- making a ton of them with them anymore because, again, they're much more expensive than... Um, LEDs or TFTs. I don't think you need something that bright, but they're that's where they're used. What'll be cool is you'll see uh, us on Desk of Lady Ada and on our shows, and you'll be able to get one of these while supplies last, literally. Not forever. Trinky. Not forever, Trinky series. You know, sometimes you, people take the first letter of each thing, then they do something, but I don't know. It's like just a crazy idea. Okay. okay uh, let's do the great search. Let's do the great search. Great search brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. Every single week, Lady Ada uses her power of engineering to show you how to find things on digikey.com. It's a good thing to know how to do because things are harder to find now. In fact, one of the things that I was going to, uh, I was going to show one of my favorite parts, and then um, it's actually not available, so I'm going to show how to find an alternative to this part. Uh, so let's go to the computer, and I'll show what I am working on and what part I'm looking for. So... I'm going to be driving a VFD display. VFD displays need 20 to 30 volts uh, to bias the, um, the grid and um, each segment. And so I need 20 volts and I'm, my, my thing is running off of five volts. And here's the good news. Uh, the 20 to 30 volts, you don't need a lot of current. You only need about 10 milliamps or so, um, which is not a lot. It's just basically to kind of bias it. Um, the, the current draw isn't high. Um, it's just the voltage is high. And so if it was like six or 12 volts, six to 10 volts, I might use a switch cap converter, uh, cause I'm powering this thing off of five. And so I have five, I could double that to 10, but like 10 is not high enough. And I don't want to get two switch cap converters. Um, switch cap converters are very inexpensive. They don't have a buzzing. They don't have an inductor, they don't need a diode. So they're, they're quite nice in general. Um, and I'll use them when I need like five, six, you know, seven volts, uh, from three, or five, but in this case, again, I need 20. So what I need is a little boost converter. So my favorite is, um, you know, one I use a lot for OLEDs also need a biasing voltage. Again, not for, um, they don't use a lot of current at that biasing voltage, but you do need like five to 10 milliamps at, you know, 12 to, to 18 volts, depending on the, the style and color. Um, so I, I've kind of come up with a, a boost converter that I use a lot for all of these devices that need a little bit of a high voltage, and it's based off of the Fan 5331. The nice thing about the Fan 5331 is it's, it's a kind of a nice um, generic boost converter. Uh, you do need a diode. It's not um, synchronous, and you do need an inductor, and you need a little resistor divider on the output to set the voltage. But it's a SOT235. Um, these are very easy to place. They don't take up a lot of space. They're very easy to use. I've never had an issue. Um, I've never really damaged one. Um, they're not high current boost converters. They're very like dependable, simple ones. And there's an internal 
uh, MOSFET that's good for, you know, one amp switching, which you don't need to use that. And I think the, the frequency is a, almost a megahertz. Um, so the high frequency, ultra low cost, I think like 20, 30 cents um, and easy use. So that's the good news. The bad news is, oh, and this is how I organize my projects. The bad news is the, fa the fan 331, at least when I checked earlier today, was not in stock and it's not in stock. Um, it is a great little chip. Uh, again, you know, it's like, you know, 50 cents in quantity, um, very easy to use, but it's not available. So uh, let's find an alternative. Yeah, that's what we, that's what we do. Uh, we're gonna be doing this for the next year or so. Like lots of alternative findings. Come to my new site, alt.parts. It's altparts.com. <laughs> so um, the thing that's important to us is we want it to be an active DC-DC boost converter with an internal switch and one output. However, um, the voltage supply can vary. The voltage output, you know, 20 volts or so. The frequency, this is 1.65, we don't need that. And I really do want it to be a SOT 23.5. So let's see what comes up. And I actually, this is not the one I wanted. Hold on, oh, right. So here's the thing about the fan 331. I just forgot to mention. So this actually categorizes as an LED driver. Um, so boost converters, you'll find them in both locations on DigiKey. Um, some of them show up in LED drivers and some of them show up in, um, in DC-DC boost. So just be aware. In this particular case, um, there are a couple of alternatives, uh, this LM series, which are probably fine and some microchip ones. But I wanted one that was kind of around the same price and uh, also, you know, in stock. And I only think there's like, these are in stock and, and you know, they're not too expensive. They're like a dollar, dollar fifty. But I wanted one that was um, cheaper. So I'm actually gonna go for, I wanna search for DC, DC boost and that'll take me to a different category. Uh, switching regulators, not controllers. I want the regulators because regulators will have internal switches and it'll like regulate the voltage for you, which is the controller is just like the PWM controller. Uh, okay, so I want active and um, I want one output. I want it to be surface mount. So select that. And I want it to be uh, that five SOT. So I'm going to pick five T SOT and then SOT 235. And I think this is always confusing because there's like lots of different names. But T SOT 235. And then, yeah, I think that's good. I remember the part I found, I have to just remember what it was. And then I want it to be a positive step up with adjustable output because I want to, you know, set it to 20 volts and that's usually not a default output. And then when I search down here, oh, and then I want to make sure that the voltage, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention, I want the voltage output to be at least 20 volts because I need to have that 20 volts uh, bias. So I'm going to skip all the ones that are five, six volts output. And then, um, 
everything else here looks okay. Right, so this actually is what ended up coming up. So I've never used this part before, but it's very promising. So the AP3012 uh, KTR, um, which has 120,000 in stock, which is, is kind of sweet. Um, and the pricing is, you know, 15, 20 cents. So this is a adjustable boost. You can give it 2.6 volts to 16 volts in, and you can set the output to be 1.25 to 29 volts. There's an internal 500 milliamp switch. Don't forget the switch volt, the switch current doesn't tell you the output. Um, you, you can rough it as the output voltage divided by the input voltage divided by the switch tells you the, the current output. So if my input is three volts and my output is 30 volts, then the switch that's, you know, that's a 10 times multiply three to 30. The 500 milliamp switch, I have to divide that by 10, by like whatever the amount I'm boosting, because it's like the switch is from the input, not the output side. So this will give me 50 milliamps output, which is still plenty, right? Even in worst case usage. Although honestly, I'm giving going to be five to 20 volts probably. So I can get like, you know, basically 50 to 100 milliamps out of this. Um, it's a SOT 23. And then this is the pinout for the um, fan 331. So switch, ground, feedback, shutdown, VN. And then um, this is the output for the K package of the AP3012. Also switch, ground, feedback, shutdown, VN. So this will be useful. I think there's another one of these. One second. There is the... E and the G, well, that's probably a temperature thing. I don't know. Let's use the compare. Can I compare? I've never used the compare. Okay. So this one's a little more expensive. Step up. These look very similar. This is E versus G. It's probably like a percentage rating or something like one or two percent accuracy and um maybe like the the behavior when it latches up so I'll, I'll look at what the difference between the east type and the g type is but it's cheaper than the fan 5331 so i'm actually gonna pick up some of these and i might use them in some of my designs because like if i can save 30 cents in this chip like there's 120,000 stock which means it's probably gonna like Sometimes it's like the more there's in stock, the more I trust it. So um, I think that this is a good, good pick. So I'm going to pick up some of these AP, one moment, AP3012 from Diodes Inc. I do like the AP2112. It's my favorite regulator. So it's going to be my new favorite boost converter. <laughs> we should do a segment in the future. Favorite my favorite. No, the AP2112 is like, is like pretty sweet. All right. And is that the great search? That's the great search. And that's a great search. Okay, I'm going to do a couple comments that came in, and then we're going to do a couple questions. Um, some nice kudos on the great search segment. Really up my game when it comes to finding replacement and original parts for a lot of work projects. Um, I feel that you must be great at the game uh, Connect 4. It's true. Awesome searching. Uh, I find I learn a ton from these segments just from watching which parameters Lady Ada decides are important and not important. And it's cool to watch her narrow it down to the best choice. 
Um, okay, so the question, this one came into do, 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 do Discord. Yeah. Uh, question for Lady Ada. This person's on mobile, so they'll be brief. Is there a reason there isn't a way to turn on a pattern of LEDs at full brightness off in the AW9523 library? I'm planning on writing one, and I'm wondering if there is a structural reason to do that or something dangerous to the chip I should be worried about. No, I think I just, the way I wrote the library was just, you know, simplicity, which is, you know, you turn on each LED in a row. I don't think I set up so you can write all of them at once, but, you know, you can adapt the library um, if necessary, there might be an output setter where you can set them. I mean, check check the header. Like sometimes I have, you know, the ability to set like the entire register at once. Um, it's just a little more, more dangerous, right? Because like you're writing all of the pins. Um, and most people, I, I like to make it so it's like you're only doing one thing at a time. Okay. And then uh, next up, this isn't a question. It's kind of uh, fun. This is why we do what we do. One of the reasons. Um, this is from Jim. Fun story today. Went to a friend's house to help her shovel out from the snowstorm yesterday. After a done, she pulled out an old floppy disk that she found in some 12-year-old files, and she asked, is there anything I could do with it? The answer is, yeah, you'll be able to do a lot of cool stuff yeah. with floppies, and we'll have some uh, projects more. Continue to stay tuned. Hold, hold tight. Yeah. Keep that safe. We have a lot of things that will help uh, everyone rediscover all sorts of things Don't put it on in a, their files. <laughs> don't put it on something magnetic. Just hold, yeah. on, hold on to it. All right, and then uh, do you have a uh, matching inductor you prefer? Now, the inductor really is, you know, whatever uh, you need. Um, okay. So I, I have a different inductor. I do have a simple 10 microfarad inductor, microhenry inductor that I use um, for a lot of uh, designs. It's just like a simple surface mount one. But um, the inductors really do have to be uh, tuned to whatever it is that you're you're using. So okay. uh, check check the... The data sheet for the specs. I think one of the first great searches we did was how to spec an inductor. Yeah. Um, do you simulate your circuits uh, first in, like, LT spice? No, but I'm also not doing analog stuff. Okay. Um, do you use PWM for LED lighting? Y yes. You will. That's a good way to do it. Or constant current is preferable. Um, pick, pick whichever one you can. Pick your poison. Okay. That right. looks like all the questions thank you everybody Thanks, everybody so much we'll uh keep you entertained throughout the week hopefully inspire you to share your projects your work your code with one another help uplift one another and more we do this every single week we'll see everybody next week we're going to uh hopefully not get too flooded here I'm looking in at our the, apartment yeah the bucket <laughs> is yeah i took my trash can I put yeah on from the desk of lady ada uh will probably be buckets <laughs> to collect some of the water. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see everybody during the week, and thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for all your support. Keeping us going, visit adafruit.com and pick up something. It pays the bills for these skills. All right, all right everybody. Thanks, That's everybody. Bye-bye.